Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome into episode number 55 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Wilson with my co-host Jesse Town, and we're the Babes on Broad, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Let's get right into it. The now 4-9-1 Philadelphia Eagles after their 33-26 loss to the Arizona Cardinals. So it wasn't as bad of a loss as most of us were predicting. I mean, personally, Cardinals scored more than I thought they would, but... The Eagles also scored more than I thought they would. I didn't. I had them scoring that many points. I had them scoring more points. But, yeah, no, I mean, especially after they went down 16 nothing, and I was like, all right, there's some uncharacteristic turnovers in the red zone. I mean, they should have lost by a lot more. They should have gotten their doors absolutely blown off. Yeah, it's interesting because it was just a really bad um, first quarter because – I mean, that's one of the things. We'll get right into it. So Jalen Hurts, he's continuing to impress people. Um, passing, he was 24 for 44, 338 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Rushing, he had 11 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. And I think that's one of the interesting things about it, though, that game in the sense is that they were down 16 to nothing. And um, we just said it, Jalen Hurts had four overall touchdowns, but his three passing touchdowns came before the half. So that's a huge second quarter he had three touchdowns in the second quarter oh yeah the game was really close at halftime and we talked about this before the game that without the emotional investment this should be a really good fun exciting game which it was now with the emotional attachment to it it ended in depression but (laughs) if just just watching the game like that was a fun matchup especially from you know the the two guys from Oklahoma like that that was just a a a fun matchup to see and you're right I mean Jalen Hurts he's not the reason they lost by any stretch I mean he's playing out of his mind right now he looks really good two starts in and you know he's making the right place at the right times but you know he's still he is leaving plays out there there were a couple throws um he sailed a couple high and there was one where he was trying to dump it off to Miles that he missed um, and then there was another like screen to Jalen Rager that was really high that, you know, if he would have hit it over through a couple of times, they've been able to run a little bit further, but you know, I, I mean, for the most part, I really don't have any complaints about Jalen hurts at this point. I mean, he's, he's oh. one positive, I, the one really glaring positive of the game yesterday, in my opinion. No, I agree. And um, to go along with his stats, so he's the first NFL quarterback to have 500 passing yards and 150 rushing yards in his first two starts, which is awesome. And like what we keep saying, we knew Jalen Hurts was going to be a very good starting quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's not Jalen Hurts' play by any means that was the reason for their loss because this team, we'll get into it, just has so many glaring holes that everybody just refuses to notice and tries to pin it on the quarterbacks. It's not Jalen Hurts play at all. It's like you already said, the emotional investment between the quarterback controversy that our GM created. Yeah. That's what's so frustrating about it. But I mean, Jalen Hurts, you can't hate him at all. I mean, he's doing his job and he's a rookie. Right. Put on a show, let him do it. You know, he he's, he's doing phenomenally, but at the end of the day, I mean, the rest of this roster just isn't good enough. I mean, you and I've talked about it. Like, 
the defense got pressure. They were in all the right spots to make plays. They forced more turnovers than they had all year in a game. And, you know, at the end of the day, they played really well, especially even though that they were completely decimated due to injury and still lost guys here and there throughout Mm -hmm. the game. Ultimately, I mean, Kyler Murray threw for over 400 yards. 400 yards. Well, that's the thing. So, like, even saying that the defense played well is – accurate but they still gave up 33 yard or 33 points and got the loss and exactly what we predicted yesterday happened I mean the defensive line stepped up and contained Kyler Murray's legs for the most part um the secondary I mean he just completely picked apart our secondary right and I know that we have injuries but at the end of the day this roster isn't good enough there were guys that had their best games of the season and it still isn't enough. The roster's just not good enough, and it's never been good enough. I don't think there was anybody that walked into this season and went, yeah, this roster's good enough to make the playoffs, win a Super Bowl. But they're, they're, Besides Howie. Yeah, I mean, and uh, the, yeah, I was going to say, if you thought that, you're an idiot. So yeah, there it is, right there. Howie we wrote, already knew Howie was an idiot. <laughs> I, I liked, the obviously, what Jalen Hurts did yesterday. I thought there were a couple times he made some poor decisions, but hey, you know, second start in the NFL against a really good defense. He did a really good job. The one really concerning point about Jalen Hurts is the amount of times he fumbles the ball. Um, The ball is not there. And, you know, everyone who wants to scream about how many fumbles Carson has in his career, like Jalen Hurts is is on that trend. So the ball security thing is a little bit concerning. You know, I I mean. With that being said, though, he does have a good reaction to it. He's not a panicker. No, he doesn't panic. And I think that's part of just, I mean, his athleticism in general, like he's able to do something like fumble the ball, scoop it and make a, you know, however many yard completion to Dallas Goddard still for the first down. Like, yeah, it's a great point. He's very composed. He's very poised. The moment is not too big for him. And that's what you get for drafting a guy who played at Alabama and, you know, went through what he did and, you know, ended up you know, back at, or at Oklahoma and, and, you know, throwing 32 touchdowns last year. No one is arguing that he's going to be a phenomenal starting quarterback in the NFL. No one's arguing his talent. It's just unfortunate that this situation that we're in is not fair to Carson Wentz and it's not fair to Jalen Hurts either. Jalen Hurts should have been able to be drafted somewhere and either sit for a year knowing he was going to be the guy or be drafted, no, this was his team, this is the team that he is going to lead, and this is the franchise that's going to build around him. That's what he deserved, 100%. especially after everything he went through, and it's just unfortunate that there that Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts are both just pawns in Howie Roseman's game right now. So before we go further in this game, just because we did say we'd get into it yesterday in the live pregame show, let's get into what we think about the, um, the report from Adam Schefter first saying that um, – Carson Wentz doesn't want to be the backup in Philadelphia. And if he is, he wants out kind of thing. And then also Dan Orlovsky coming out and straight up saying that Carson Wentz will probably never have or play another down in Philadelphia. Um, uh, so my reaction to the Carson Wentz report was, duh. Like, I don't understand yeah, I why we're everyone's up in arms over a guy who – you was given a contract to be the starting quarterback for them to just go draft another quarterback to not want to be the backup quarterback and you expect him to just be like, yes, this is what I wanted all along. Like, are you stupid? No. Right. Like, obviously, duh. He doesn't want to be the starting quarterback. Um, that's my first thought. Also, like the, oh, he's mentally soft thing. 
how many well first of all how many nfl games have you played genius Mm -hmm. and second of all i mean my biggest issue is like in five years this is his third quote quarterback competition slash controversy and i just don't think i mean like at this point he's probably like i'm i'm pretty done with this and you know after he got the contract he probably you know the the thought was okay we're done with that got the contract they'll we'll build around this and we're gonna go win some super bowls well, what happened? They did everything but try to build a legitimate team around him. And he still signs a contract, goes into the year, plays all 16 games, which everyone said he couldn't do, dragged some useless playmakers to the playoffs. And then they went and drafted Jalen Hurts. So my opinion is if I'm Carson Wentz, I feel the exact same way. Um, Mm -hmm. and if you plan on making me the backup quarterback or even making it an open competition, I don't want to be here. And, and, you know, people who were like, well, he's paid to blah, 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 blah. He's human too. Listen, he's gone through a lot of adversity in a short career to this point. You know, there are some people that still think he shouldn't have been a number two overall draft pick because he went to North Dakota state and not a place like, uh, Alabama or whatever. Like they're, they're drafting a quarterback out of this smaller school. That's the first knock on him. So he has to overcome that step one. Fine. Then he tears his ACL, has to come back from injury after his replacement went and won a Super Bowl. Then he gets hurt again, and that same replacement goes undefeated and takes them to the playoffs and wins a game in the playoffs. So then you have to come back from that, and everyone says you can't play 16 games. Everyone says you're not Nick Foles, this, that, the other thing. You come, you do all that. You put all that to bed, and then they draft another quarterback. Like. Wouldn't you just be tired? Like, it's exhausting to have this extra thing when he should just be going out there and playing football. No, I completely agree. And I, I had the same exact thought. When that report from Adam Schefter came out, it was a, well, yeah, duh. Obviously, he's 27. He's had a great career thus far until this year, which obviously we already said gave reasons for – I mean, he has poor play, but there's also other things around it that make him look so bad and highlight his bad play. Right. So, like, besides this year, he's had a great career. He's 27. He should be a starting quarterback somewhere, and he has great potential to take that team somewhere. Why would a 27-year-old with that potential want to just sit and be on the bench? Like, if anything, I feel like Philadelphia should commend him for that, for not just sitting on our bench eating our money. Like, it, it makes no sense to me. But, I mean, of course, Philadelphia – wants to complain about something. There's always something with somebody. But, um, and to go on your point with the mentality, I, Dan Orlovsky, I know I already brought up the other point, but he also said this morning, when you're a quarterback, your mindset is literally to go on the field and to have that confidence that this is my team. Like, I, this is my team. Mm-hmm. Carson's literally, never besides his that. first year, literally never had that. And even the first year, you could argue, because it was technically Sam Bradford's. Exactly. I was just going to say the same thing. It, it, it was his team overnight and with not yeah. enough time to get ready to go into the season as him being that leader. So that's, that's a really good point. He's never had that. And even going into last season, when they finally, you know, Nick Foles was finally gone, whatever, even going into then, there were still – enough guys here where that could have been missing Nick Foles and there was enough talk still being had about quote did they keep the right guy so 
I think that was, you know, what, what they did, they gave him the money and they said, okay, we're giving you this money in advance. Go out there and show us what you can do. And he did everything he was asked to do. And they reward him by drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round. It doesn't make Instead of getting him weapons or offensive linemen, I mean, granted, you don't really know what offensive linemen you would need because of the injuries is the big part that we're feeling it this year. Right, but the but age I mean, on the offensive even, line should have been addressed, and it wasn't. Yeah. Well, that's what, my injuries, biggest thing. You can't predict injuries. You're absolutely right. But the age, that was – Yeah, Jason Kelsey enough. almost retired last year and came back for probably just this year. You know what I mean? So, like, it's just simple things like that that just show his lack of confidence. Now, going with the second part of that question, how do you feel – about Dan Orlovsky saying that Carson's probably never going to see another snap with the Eagles. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because I just, I just, I can't believe, I can't believe we're having this conversation. It's nuts, dude. Like, it's because, because here's the thing. We're having this conversation right now, right? Say they, tra- they decide to trade Carson Wentz. First of all, they're going to trade him for at least a first round pick, which that should tell you everything you need to know right there. He's not going to make it a day on the trade block and they're going to get a first round pick for him. Oh, not a day. Should, which should point blank show you what you're doing and how yeah. asinine the decision is. Right. But I digress. So say they trade Carson Wentz, right? They eat the cap money, which the fact that Alshon Jeffrey will still be an Eagle is unbelievable. Right. And Carson, like that, that to me is the loyalty. Again, tells you everything you need to know about yeah. the way this organization is run. But say he, he gets traded. They make Jalen Hurts the starter. Fine. If they continue to run this organization the same way, if the same people are in the front office and still making decisions with the same philosophy, we're going to be having this same conversation in three years about Jalen Hurts and God knows who else. We're going to have the same conversation again because – Jason Peters will probably still be trying to play left tackle. I don't know. Alshon Jeffrey might be on another $50 million contract extension. Who knows? They're not going to address the holes. They're not going to fix the actual problems. This was not a problem. Quarterback was not a problem. The Eagles made it into a problem. Mm -hmm. This didn't need to be here. We could be having this conversation about plenty of other positions on or on the field or on the coaching staff is what we should be talking about right now. But for some reason, the Eagles have created this. So if they want to solve it by trading Carson Wentz, fine. If that's what you're going to do, fine. Do it. Make Jalen Hurts your starter. But at the end of the day, I still know that you're not going to draft the right players around him. You're not going to do anything to build him up. The, the game plans are still going to be garbage. The play calls are still going to be trash. And we're going to have the same conversation in three years when another, you know, new shiny penny comes along. No, a hundred percent. So just to go off of what you said, the reason that we are seeing more success right now from Jalen, I mean, besides Carson did have poor play this year. There's no hiding that. hundred percent. And whatever reason it was, it was poor play. But yes. that's another thing. This time last year, you started off that whole spiel by saying, who would have thought that we'd be in this situation? Right. This time last year, Carson was our savior. That was... Uh- Going, putting this team, picking up with practice squad players and taking them to the playoffs. And a year later, you want to completely just let him go because he's had poor play for one year? 
I mean, I don't get me wrong. Jalen Hurts, we already said it, has had a great first two starts. And for this team, how it is right now, he's a better fit for the fact that he is a better runner. So yeah. obviously he can kind of do more if he's stuck in a situation. Right. But that's the case right there to me is this team is, I don't care how good your quarterback is, is not, never going to make the playoffs. I mean, they're going to be lucky if they make the playoffs this year when the NFC East absolutely blew and the Giants and Washington are just getting better. Yeah. So, I like, mean, going in the future, if yeah. you think Jalen Hurts is the answer and nothing else needs switched, you're completely delusional in my mind. And, I mean, going back to Carson, if he doesn't play another snap here, I kind of think good for him because I think he deserves an organization – and a team and a fan base that's going to appreciate him and going to build to his strengths. And I understand people want him to go to Indianapolis for the Frank Reich reunion, which would be cool, I guess, whatever. I think the perfect place for him would go right to New England. Bill Belichick wants a Tom Brady-like guy. Carson, in my opinion, if he gets molded by Belichick, even has a better opportunity than Tom Brady at being the best. So, I mean, it sucks because it makes me sad. I really like Carson, and I wish we did better by him, and I wish he was an Eagles quarterback. But at the same time, go where you're going to be appreciated and go where you're going to be utilized to your strengths and made to look like the player you actually are instead of sitting in this dumpster fire of the same old mistakes over and over, the same GM, the same coaching, everything. Yeah. It's so frustrating. It's like trying to throw deck chairs off the Titanic to keep it from sinking. Literally. Like changing quarterbacks with all of this. I mean, they have issues from the top down. They're still, I mean, like, which is why, I mean, you you see wins aren't a quarterback stat, and this is why. Jalen played a phenomenal game on Sunday. They still lost and should have lost by more. They shoot themselves in the foot consistently. Eight penalties on Sunday. Special teams. I mean, forget how bad Jake Elliott's been all year. They got a punt block yesterday. Mm -hmm. A horrible snap on an extra point. When they had... Zach Ertz in there as a backup holder because Cam Johnson was in concussion protocol. And they let a 38-year-old punter fake them out for a 28-yard pass. The special teams yesterday was abysmal. And there's making horrible decisions like Greg Ward returning punts. Why? Can we also, on that extra point, yes, it was a terrible snap to Zach Ertz, who you already mentioned was in because Cam Johnson, their usual holder, had an injury. So he was out. Doug has been like the two-point conversion master, not master, but hype man, I'll say, throughout the year because he's been so on it and been doing it so often. Why the one time where it would actually make sense probably to go for an extra – or the two-point conversion, would you not? It just It's one of those things it, that you're just like – are poor. Everything about the way this team makes decisions are poor. This team is horrible from the top down. And the Jalen Hurts Band-Aid will only last for so long unless they address some of these other issues. And if they don't, we're screwed for a while. Like, we're going to keep having these same conversations because that's the thing. Last year, what did Carson Wentz do? He played really well. He was our savior this point this year. This is exactly what you just said. And you're absolutely dead on. So then they finished the season and went, see, it's fine. We don't. We don't need to do anything drastic. We don't need any sort of overhaul. It's fine. Well, we walked into this season with the same exact roster, and it's not fine. Dude, I'm, we, I just said it when we did that show with Kelly on the Kelly Green Show from Eagles Brawl Network. 
Literally, it's because we have dweebs running this front office and Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. They don't understand football. Howie's good with money. I'll give him that. Doesn't understand football. So he doesn't know how to analyze the inner pieces of this. And it's so frustrating because a lot of Eagles fans are more reactionary than their football knowledge and the fact that they'll just argue to argue without even understanding. Like the people, it is so mind boggling to me. I understand Carson's a good guy. But the people that want to make the argument and try to rationalize Carson getting traded and him taking a roster reconstruction to get a pay cut to be traded and help us, you're an idiot. I'd be like, like, one, uh -uh. one, why would he ever help an organization that ran him out of town and made him look way worse and never helped him and never even stuck their finger out for this guy? Why would he help them? Two, he has an injury history. Why would he, he has enough money in that contract to set him and his family up for life. Why would he risk doing that just to help an organization that screwed him? It makes no sense. And the people are just delusional who think that. Right. And even, I mean, I I would even venture to say how he's not even a money genius. I mean, think about all the money we've got committed to Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson and Jason Peters and want to know what it would help if he actually had some football knowledge that would rationalize why he pays these people this much and why he brings in who he brings in and why he drafts how he drafts. Yeah, that would make the sense. The kid doesn't know what he's doing. And I say the kid is a 25-year-old kid yeah. to I don't even 40-year-old man, however old how he is. But yeah, like, I, I would do it. We, we would do a better job. Again, he's so frustrating. Us, do a better job. Yeah, because want to know what I'm going to do? Look at Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, and Bama. Nowhere else. Draft picks from absolutely. And I guarantee our rapport will be better than Howie Roseman's. Much better. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll give each of our top three reasons for the loss. Ugh. And we'll talk about a few things that are going on around Philly. You're listening to The Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back into Babes on Broad, episode number 55. So we kind of just ran down our frustrations with the game and then also with the organization with headlines that are coming out recently and all that crazy stuff. But going back to the game, Jess, what are your three reasons for that loss against Arizona? My number one reason is, I guess so, one and and two are kind of intertwined. So the roster is just bad and the offensive line was horrible. So – the roster, I mean, they're just simply not good enough. And we talked about it a little, um, you know, in our, our last segment. But the Cardinals had some extremely uncharacteristic turnovers, especially in the red zone. Without those two turnovers, uh, the you know, DeAndre Hopkins. Fumble, DeAndre Hopkins' first touch of the game. Right. How likely is that? Seriously. And then the, the interception to Marcus Epps. I mean, this is a blowout. And, you know, give credit to the defense there, obviously. But, you know, ultimately – the roster is just not good enough as a whole. I mean, the 2019 and 2020 wide receiver draft picks from the Philadelphia Eagles have combined for less than a thousand yards over the last two seasons combined. Um, you know, guys that that could be potentially in Eagles jerseys that aren't that have a thousand yard seasons: Justin Jefferson, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, DK Metcalf, Robbie Anderson, and you know, 
DeAndre, they wanted Miles Sanders in the deal. If you're getting DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, they don't use Miles Sanders anyway. So, yeah, right. yeah. And I mean, Stephon Diggs, we didn't have enough to trade for him, but that's because we don't draft well or have a decent roster to be able to use things as trade pieces. So, eh. Um, and I mean, all the Eagles wide receivers this season have only 574 more yards total than Justin Jefferson. And that's the combination of Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rager, Travis Fulgham, John Hightower, Quez Watkins, Greg Ward, and Deontay Burnett combined only have 574 yards more than Justin Jefferson does this season. So, I mean, Matt Pryor was terrible yesterday, six sacks. Uh, you know, I just, they're just bad. Across the board, this roster is so horrible. So the roster being bad is my number one reason, because no matter how well some of those guys played yesterday, you know, I, like I said, the defense played really well in certain situations, obviously. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts had a great game, and there were some guys on the offense that stepped up, but the roster is just not good enough to beat legit teams. Um, the offensive line, I thought they didn't do themselves any favors yesterday, especially in terms of some penalties and things. Um, and Rick Lovato's worst snap of the year coming when they have a backup holder in for an extra point. I mean, I, you don't even hear Rick Lovato's name on a broadcast for an entire season because he just goes in there, does his job, does it well. And that's that worst snap. I would venture to say the worst snap of his career with the Philadelphia Eagles. I wish somebody interviewed him and asked, like, what, what happened? Did he quite literally just choke because he was nervous Zach was in there? I have absolutely no idea. I, I don't know. Ultimately, it doesn't really change the outcome of the game, which yeah. is probably why people don't really care at this point. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, eh, I got nothing. So what are – those are my three. Roster's bad. Offensive line's terrible. We're, I mean, I just – that – I couldn't even think of anything else because – the, the, there was nothing there. There was no other like specific thing to point to. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, what I mean, I, so I literally have two because I oh, feel wow. like they're just the standout reasons. I mean, you just, my number one, Howie, this roster is just not talented enough and it's just that simple. And I mean, you went on and on and on and on, and there's literally so much more you could have said about how this roster doesn't compete like they're not even like they're struggling to even I mean I know injuries are a thing whatever but they're struggling to even win the NFC East in a historically bad division like historically worst division ever and they're struggling to even compete in that division let alone the Giants and Washington have rosters and new coaching and things that make their future bright they're only going up and the Eagles are quite literally tanking and sinking bad and Jalen besides Jalen Hurts there's literally nothing there's nothing no but so Howie's my number one because it's just redundant and stupid and then my number two is just like how you said it in the last segment like the penalties and shooting themselves in the foot I mean whether it was like the false start after they were given five yards due to a penalty on the other side they just gave it right back or a false start to set them even farther back on a crucial play I mean, it, that, I guess that goes all towards the line, but then also the bad snaps. So, like, it, I just bundled them all into that because the roster is just not good, and then they have these mistakes and penalties that hurt them even more when they quite literally can't can't even like afford that because they're not good already. So it's just it's just a mixture of all of it. So number one, Howie. Number two, the penalties and mistakes. It just it's like it's almost like it couldn't get any worse. 
because they're so bad and then they do things to just make it worse for themselves. And it doesn't matter how well Jalen Hurts plays or not. It's not going to change what this team is because. And a loss is a loss. I don't care if it's by a point. I don't care if it's by 10 points. I don't care if it's by 25 points. Yeah. It's a loss. Yeah. You lost the game. Like, congrats. Some of you. Congrats. People had an exciting game to watch yesterday, Jess. That's what I saw. Oh, this Eagles team is so much fun to watch compared to how it was. Optimism. We lost. I don't care. Lost it's game. a fun game. We lost. Yeah. I, I, I quite the only time I care if it's a fun game is if we're outmatched in a division title game and it's a good game and the Eagles put up a fight. That's the only time we lose that'll be like, it was a good game. Yeah, I was excited. That's good. But game. I very clearly remember talking about how well Carson Wentz played against the Baltimore Ravens. Remember? Yeah. And they lost that game. And a lot of the response was, there are no moral, moral victories. They're, they're, they still lost. There's no moral victories. Let's keep that same energy, shall right? we? There are no moral victories. And it's not even game. like you can be like, oh, yeah, like, Jalen Hurts, we're watching the future, and this team's going to be completely different next year. No, because even if Jalen Hurts does amazing, this team's still going to blow next year. Like, because of the front office, ultimately, and then trickle down. Like, it's just – yeah, it's I, so I, frustrating. I Everybody's just so, like, focused on the quarterback that they don't even look at the whole organizational yeah. problem. And listen, I love watching Jalen Hurts succeed. He is fun to watch. He is, and I love the way he plays. I just – they're still losing. They still lost, you know? I, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I want the Eagles to win, and they still lost. So – that's, you know, where we are. That's literally the moral of the story here because that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, down. whatever. Well, in better news, <laughs> hockey's coming back. That's a thing. We don't have an official date, right? But it's like January 50- 13th. They just, they just, they, they, it's all, all bump. They, they signed off on it. They're ready to go. January 13th, hockey's coming back. And the Sixers start Wednesday. Which is probably tomorrow or today if you're hearing this later. Yes. It's not two days away if you're hearing it. We're recording this on Monday. It's definitely either tomorrow or today. Yeah. If you're listening to this right now. But to go along with that fun announcement, we will be continuing our pregame shows, especially after the Eagles season is done, with some Sixers games. We'll probably throw some Flyers games in there too. Oh, yeah. When there's a good, you know, big matchup or something. But we're going to do hopefully about a game a week with the Sixers. Obviously, we'll start with the season opener this week, and then we'll put out some polls to say, all right, which game this week do we want to talk about before? But if they're Yeah, big- like a fun little game of the week kind of thing. Yeah, and if they, but if they have a game against the Celtics, we'll absolutely do a pregame show with the Celtics or if they're playing the Lakers or some good matchup like that, we'll definitely jump on before. But so keep an eye on that because we will be – Talking to you 6 o'clock Wednesday before the Sixers game. We'll get hyped to watch the new and improved, hopefully, Sixers take on the new and potentially improved Washington Wizards. So thank you for listening to episode 55. Everyone have a happy and safe Yes, Merry Christmas. Yes, enjoy Christmas. Spend time with your family safely, safely safely and get ready for Dallas week because technically the Eagles aren't out of it yet it is not over yet (laughs) 
But be sure to check out Babes on Broad pregame live for the Sixers on Wednesday night, then back again on Sunday. Thank you as always to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. We will talk to you later this week. Babes on Broad. G and